0: Let's set the stage for this episode. You're at a holiday party or maybe a family get-together, and you're looking forward to the event, except that there is always that one person who's there, right? Maybe just a bit of a, shall we say it out loud, a wine snob. And it's uncomfortable to be around. They're swirling their glass, dropping terms like tannins and terroir, and they can be a bit intimidating and maybe even a bit pushy about their opinions when you're all together. But fear not, I'm here to arm you with some wine wisdom and my export tips that will not only impress the wine snobs you may run into, but will also ensure that you get to enjoy your holiday festivities and your passion for wine without feeling out of place or Overwhelmed. So if you know that there may be a bit of a wine snob or a holiday get-together where you know there could be some rather passionate conversations about people's opinions about some wine, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Malia Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. I want to make sure that you leave every single episode with some real-life tips to help you find wines that you are going to love and enjoy and be able to share with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. So on that note, this week's episode is filled with practical tips, because just like you, there are definitely some events leading up to Christmas and then all the way through to the holidays where I know that I am most likely going to run into some passionate and enthusiastic wine lovers who sometimes can be just a little bit strong in their opinions about topics in the wine world. So I'm going to share with you some tips that I have, some wine words that you may find helpful and you can drop into conversations when you're just not sure what to say. And a few other tips that I use to help get me through some of those uncomfortable conversations. Let's get started. And the first tip I want to give to you are some wine terms that you may find helpful and definitely can have in your back pocket if you get stuck in the corner with somebody who wants to sort of break down a wine and have a conversation about the wine that you're trying together. If some of you are new listening in on this podcast, I'm going to break down these terms and give you some examples of how you can use them. And for those of you who've been enthusiastic students of wine for a while now, these will be great refreshers. So if you find yourself at the party and you've run into a really passionate wine aficionado, let's call them, and they want to talk about how they're feeling about a wine, which is great. I'm all about a good wine conversation. What you're hoping for is a two-way conversation instead of just being told what somebody thinks about it. That's always the hard part. So here are some terms that you can definitely use, and these are terms we use all of the time, but they're also subjective in that your personal version of them, or how you interpret them in the glass as you taste it, is a personal experience. So while you can use the term, you're defining your experience with the wine. So the first one, let's talk body. So the body of the wine. This is an easy one. In my opinion, you can always say I'm really enjoying the richness of this wine, or this is a really lovely full-bodied wine, in my opinion. I would always recommend that you use the phrase, in my opinion. At the end of anything you say, it helps to lessen any conflict in that you're offering yours, you're not contesting their opinion. You're just saying, hey, I feel like this is how it is for me at this moment. So definitely the body refers to the weight of the wine, which means how does the liquid actually feel in your mouth? We'll usually use the descriptor of milk to give you reference point where skim milk feels like a light-bodied wine. Then you have 2% milk, medium, and homogenized milk being a full-bodied wine. So when you think about that, if someone asks you what you think about the wine, you can definitely throw in a descriptor about, I'm really enjoying the weight of this wine and how luscious or rich it feels on my palate. The next great term that you could talk about is the acidity. The acidity in the wine is how it makes your mouth water. So definitely we have this in white wines. We have them white and red for Italian wines. And some reds will definitely have this. But Italian wines 100% will make your mouth water. And sometimes you need to just close your eyes for a second and feel how that acidity is giving you the experience in the mouth. But You can always give a reference to the acidity such as I'm really enjoying how crisp this wine is or it has a bit of a tang quality in the wine and I'm really enjoying it. Or another great one is the acidity in this wine really helps it go with so many of the delicious foods here tonight at the party. So that is also a great phrase. Acidity in wine really helps a wine balance well with food. So if you need a good phrase to say, you can definitely always say The acidity wine is lovely on the palate, but it also helps this wine pair so deliciously with all of the dishes here tonight. And that will just kind of be a good defining statement and hopefully can move the conversation along. And the other phrase that you can use is about the wine's finish. Now, a finish I like to give a descriptor of a finish is like a great kiss in that you don't feel it anymore, but if it was a really good kiss, The next day, you can still remember how you felt having that great kiss. So finish of a wine, you want to sort of feel. How does it make you feel? Does it linger? Some wines are all talk, no action, so to speak, in that they smell fantastic. They look beautiful in the glass. And then you take a sip of them, and all of the flavor disappears quickly. So if you think of the finish of the wine like a kiss, Does it last? Does it linger? Does does it make you think about it the next day? Does it have your full attention? So you can definitely make a reference to the finish of the wine in that I'm really enjoying how this wine lingers on my palate or it's really smooth on the finish or velvet-like. Those are something that you can definitely make reference to. So by using the term body, acidity, or finish, you definitely are included in the conversation You're speaking wine speak, if you will. You're using the language of wine, but you're also talking about your own personal opinion of how you are experiencing that wine. So it should help you be part of the conversation without a conflict or a combative style of conversation. My next tip for you is some fun flavor descriptors. And again, here I want to help you find some terms that You're going to be speaking from your own experience. It's so important with wine in that you just want to share what you're experiencing. You want to have other people give you their thoughts as well. But it's important that smell and memory are tied together and flavors. So you're going to be able to share what you're smelling or you're tasting. And here's some fun ones. For white wines, if you're just not sure what to say or someone looks at you and says, hey, what are you getting out of this wine? And all of a sudden you feel blank. You're like, I don't know. All of a sudden I have no idea what I smell in this wine. Then you can definitely use starfruit. And starfruit is one of those descriptors. It was given to me when I was in Seattle one time for a wine exam years ago. And one of the other wine students who was also writing the exam said to me, you know, just starfruit. And I was like, starfruit? I don't even know what starfruit smells like. And he laughed and he said, that's because nobody does. It's such a fine scent. But at least if you say starfruit, it will get your brain thinking about other fruits. So if you truly don't have something to say, use starfruit, especially with white wines. It's a very neutral flavor and aroma, but it at least will help trigger you into thinking something else, into coming up with other descriptors. The other one is apple pear. Much like starfruit, apple pear is such a subtle flavor. Many people aren't sure about what it actually is and smells like. It has a texture when you bite into it, but starfruit and apple pear are great descriptors for white wine if you're just sort of at a loss for words. And then for reds, Something that I find really helpful is to use the descriptor of this really smells like my grandma's jam. I'm loving it. And the reason I say that is because no one else knows what your grandma's jam smells like. So if you say this smells like my grandma's raspberry jam, cherry jam, whichever you'd like, if you'd want to be that specific, then you've contributed to the conversation without needing to be more specific. That's enough for you. And you can also say something like this really reminds me of this fancy shampoo I use. You can also use descriptors of anything. Remember, there are no wrong answers in regards to descriptors for wine. If you have smelt it in the past, you have a memory of it and a wine can trigger that for you. So you use some descriptors that no one else will know and that allows you to be part of the conversation without having anybody want to fight you on it, if you will, or come at you to defend what you've said. So this Smells Like My Grandma's Jam is a great one, as well as using hair care products. And I bring this up because, to be perfectly honest, there are some German styles of Riesling that smell exactly like Tony Home Perm Solution from years ago when we used to do home perms. And maybe I'm dating myself in this episode, but if you've smelt perm solution, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't don't go source it out. It is a flavor. It is an aroma that will stay with you for a long time once you've smelt it. But there are some specific Mosel German Rieslings that smell like Tony Home Perm solution to me in my life. Those are some great wine aroma and flavor descriptors that you can also use to be part of the conversation. My other tip for you is when you do encounter someone who is overly passionate about wine and they come off as a bit of a wine snob, is to ask them their opinions of things. If you can get them talking about, they really just want to share their passion. So ask them, do they have a favorite wine? Or have they traveled? Is there a place they'd like to visit? Where is their favorite place to visit? And that will personalize their experience so they get to share some of the stories on a topic obviously they are excited to share about. But always remember that wine is a personal experience. For you, for them. And so you are not in an exam scenario where you have a bunch of judges in front of you, really ready to score you on your answers. You're there to enjoy the company, enjoy the wines and foods and the spirit of the season that you are all gathered at the get together for. So if you run across somebody who is overly passionate or pushy about their feelings of wine, I hope that my tips will help you feel more included in the conversation, but have some fun in engaging the conversation and feeling more part of it, then you're not worried about if anybody is judging you on what you say. Remember, wine tasting is a personal, individual sport, if you will. We do have some benchmarks when we taste wine, but when you're at a get-together and at a party, it's really there about enjoying the wine, the food, the person hosting it's the holidays, the beautiful lights, all the decorations. And so know that the wine snob, if you will, is usually just really passionate about it. So engage them and let them talk about things they love about it. Ask them for some recommendations and then use some of the tips and the words. You now have some tips of how to use body and acidity and finish. And you have some descriptors. When you smell the wine or taste the wine, you can use the descriptors like star fruit and apple pear and your grandma's jam and some great hair products. So I hope that this has given you some helpful tips that you'll be able to use over the next couple of weeks or anytime you're at to get-together with family and friends and maybe somebody comes up and wants to talk about wine and you're feeling just a bit overwhelmed, these are great tips that you're able to put in place. Now, because it's such a busy time of year, I am going to keep this week's episode really short and just give you these quick fast tips for you so that you can get on to your celebrations with your family and friends. I do want to take this opportunity to say happy holidays to everybody who is celebrating during the season all of the different wonderful holidays. I want to wish you all a wonderful safe and magical celebration and wish you and your family from my family the happiest of holiday seasons with of course great wines and delicious foods. Now, if you're looking for something fun to do, if you find yourself at home with everybody, maybe the weather's not good, I want to remind you that in the show notes below, I do have the link to my wine and Christmas cookie course. And it also has beer pairings with it as well. So if you're going to be around the house or you're just looking to put together fun tasting for your families, the link is below. Just put it at $9.99. You can learn it very quickly. comes with in the host guide and the shopping list, it's all there for you. So if you're interested, just click the link below and learn more about it, as well as my December holiday food and wine pairing guide. There are six delicious recipes and pairings and the link is below. It's a free guide, you'll just put your email in so we know it's not spam and it will go right out to you. So some of my personal recipes are in this month's guide as well. On that note, I wanna thank you for hanging out with me today, especially during this busy time of year. As a reminder, be sure to like, share and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I wanna wish you all a wonderful week and a happy holidays and a merry Christmas for everyone celebrating. Cheers to you. Bye now.